This session is about setting goals, changing behaviors, and sticking with them so that you get to the outcome that you want to have. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. It is the beginning of the, of the year. A lot of people set goals, personal goals, but there are also a lot of performance goals, professional goals, OKRs, objectives and key results, for example, or KPIs that are being set. And you're looking at what is it that I want to achieve in 2024? At least many of us are. But there's always this stigma of goal setting and then why should I do it? Because a few weeks in, we all know most people will like go of them, give up. And I think by like February, March, only 10, 20% still stick to their goals. So why go through the effort? Well, the problem is not the goal setting part in itself, but how we go about it and how we can ensure that when we want to change our behaviors, we set ourselves up with the best possible conditions and the best possible spot to achieve the outcomes we want. So I was preparing for a session with a company that invited me to speak to their entire workforce about behavioral change based on the LinkedIn learning course that I have on this topic. And as I was doing this, I realized I haven't actually brought this to podcast in a long time. And I'd love to share some of these insights with you as an audience as well, just to remind you what it takes to change behaviors and how you can do so well. So specifically, we'll talk about why making changes in your habits, in your behaviors is hard. Any kind of behavior change, why that is hard to do. I'm going to talk about how to go about setting big goals and then trying to achieve them. And then at the end, I'm going to talk about how to deal with setbacks. And you know, when you realize, man, things aren't going the way I wanted, or I feel really tempted to give up, or I have given up for a while and aren't sure if you should restart again or not. Let's dive in with that first topic. Why is change so hard? So with a lot of the work around personal development, what we, and professional development, the two go hand in hand, we have to understand how we're naturally wired. And yes, we all have different personalities and all that, but what we all have in common is we have a very similar brain. So, and our brains have evolved and developed for a very long time. And for the vast majority of that time, we were motivated to survive. That was what drove us to take a lot of actions or not take actions. It was, will I die? Will this keep me alive? And so our brains are instinctively driven to do a few things. One, we want to avoid pain because pain means danger. It means potentially dying, getting hurt. We want to avoid pain. We want to seek pleasure, things that feel good, that fuel us, that make us more likely to survive. 
these two things you've probably heard many, many times, but we also want to be efficient with our energy. And that is the key. So efficient within our energy means that we're actually instinctively driven to prefer familiarity and patterns over being effective. So even though we may know if I do something different, I get a better result. If the thing that I want to do is new, your brain will instinctively want to keep doing what it's always been doing. Because it knows if you do what you've always been doing, you're going to stay alive. And it also needs to manage energy. So it doesn't want to exude energy for something that it doesn't need to exude energy for. So this is the efficiency part. And when we try to change behaviors or embrace change, all of a sudden new technology gets introduced in the company. By the way, in 2024, 2025, we will all be rapidly adapting to change in the technological sector. So with that, when we face these things, there's naturally a resistance for most of us, unless we're, we can sort of like reprogram our mindset towards that change. But instinctively, we think we have to do something different and we'd rather be efficient in executing that same pattern over and over again from the past. That is why changing behaviors uh, is hard. And when we set goals that require us to change behaviors, it is likely that we stumble along the way, maybe even give up, that we're having a hard time. We underestimate what it takes to do it. So that's one. Um, the second one is that in initially when we do set goals, we may take a step back, we get really clear on what do I want to achieve in my life, in my career, financially, relationship, health-wise, whatever that may be. And you envision what it would be like to achieve that goal. You dream, you might have a vision board, you talk about it. It becomes so real in the moment that it's appealing and it makes you uh, motivated to go and, and have that and execute that change or try to achieve that goal. But then as we go along, we put that vision to the side. We don't really get into that state anymore. And we try to change our behaviors, but the vision of what will be will day by day drifts further into the distance. And that combined with the fact that we anyways not wired to change makes it even harder. So two forces that are like headwinds that are coming our way. So what we need to do is on one hand understand, okay, this will be hard and I know that I have to overcome my instincts to maintain uh, patterns from the past. And two, I also need to continuously remind myself why I want this change. It's like you spark a, a fire, you're at a bonfire outside, you, you, you spark the fire and which by the way, funny enough, right? I grew up in Switzerland and we would always hike and <laughs> make a fire and put some sausage on top or whatever <laughs> we would do. And I recently realized that that's a very odd thing for foreigners to observe and witness how on a Saturday and a Sunday we'd all go hiking and it would be obvious we would buy bread and sausage. So <laughs> we make a fire and put them on. Anyway, so you make that fire and then you, you can't just walk away from the fire once it's burning. You have to check that you have enough wood or whatever material you want to fuel the fire with so that it keeps burning. You can't let it be alone. If you leave it alone, 
over time, it will go up. There won't be any fire left. So when it comes to your motivation, you have to do the same thing. You have to feed it something. You have to remind yourself why you want to go where you want to go. What, what is it going to, how is it going to feel like? What is it going to be like? Get yourself back into that state that initially inspired you to even embark on this journey. And that is not something that most of us um, think of on a Monday. We have to build in this practice. And it could be some people like writing down their goals and really getting into that energetic state of achieving that goal on a daily basis. We hear over and over from athletes who envision that moment when they hit the ball across the court and then they win the championship or they're racing and they're the fastest and they, they hit a new record. They envision it over and over and over again, not once a year, all the time. The very same is true for us. We have to get back into that state where we envision what it will be like, what we will be thinking, what we'll be feeling, the whole thing. Yes, daily is a great practice. Most people, it's too much. Maybe it's weekly. So if you're really serious about your goal, set yourself a reminder on your phone, on your calendar, 10 minutes, or you do this before you go to bed or when you wake up, think about that feeling. Imagine yourself, once you've achieved the promotion, got the job, have bought the house, the savings in the bank account, changed your health habits, have a relationship or whatever that may be, what will it be like, feel like, look like? And how will you be thinking? Really get immersed yourself into this. Okay. So these are things you can do to help you stick with it for longer. Now, moving on to that second point, how do we make it easier? And I already addressed some of this here with saying you have to envision it. I'm going to go a little bit deeper. You have to not only understand what it will feel like and how you will think, but also why do you want it? So when we set a goal, it's really easy to say, hey, I want to get that promotion. I want to double my income. I want to have my own side gig. Whatever that may be, it's easy to say it. Goals are cheap. The execution is where this gets hard, right? So write down why you want it. You need to have enough reasons why and meaningful reasons, not superficial reasons or reasons that you kind of don't care about. The reasons for you to achieve this and go through that journey and that process need to be strong enough that when you're having a hard time, you can go back and look at them. They need to be meaningful enough that your brain will think, yeah, I want to let go of the patterns and build something new. Imagine you're in a cave and it's dark outside. Maybe there's a storm, there's rain. You can't really see far. So you don't know if any if there's any danger out there saber-toothed tigers. We don't see them. They might be right in the corner. So we'll stay in the cave. But at some point you will get so hungry that you realize if I don't go out there now, I will die inside. So the reasons to go out are now bigger than uh, staying. In other words, the pain, the idea of going outside is now smaller than the pain of staying in the cave. Staying in the cave will maybe be, let's say, certain death. 
going out and hunting for food seems a better option, right? So I'm making this very drastic example here, but the same is true in our own lives. When we realize our backs against the wall, we really, really want to change our lives. Then we realize, okay, I cannot stand here anymore. I have to change my behaviors because changing the behavior now seems less intimidating than the pain of being here again, the pain of doing this one more year or one more time. I, I, like, I can't do this anymore. So now I feel ready to go. This is when most people are most motivated and also most likely to succeed when, when it boils down to that. But we don't always want to be in an absolute desperate situation in order to change. Sometimes you want to just grow. We're already good, but we want to grow. That's when we have to motivate ourselves by writing down all the reasons why. So if you say, I want to get a promotion this year, well, because it's a nice to have, that might not be good enough. Well, because I want to be a mentor to younger people or more junior people. I want to set an example for my kids of what's possible. I want to be able to make the most money this year that I possibly can and put that into a savings account to later buy a house. I want to have real impact and bring all my talents forward. I want to be challenged. So go beyond and beyond, not just with it, what it immediately does to you and how it's helping you, but also how will your loved ones benefit from it? How will your team benefit from it? How will your department, how will your company benefit from the work that you will do? And that's when we throw more wood on the, on the fire and we keep that fire going. So that's one thing. The other thing is getting really clear on that state in the future. So if you want to get a promotion and you think I have to work up to the promotion because when I get that promotion, then everything will be easier. Then I will feel more confident. I will have more influence. I will be able to do things that I'm currently not really qualified to do, or I don't have the authority to do it. And that is a little backwards. That will make it harder for you to achieve that goal in the future because you're holding yourself back in a way. And you think then when I get the promotion, then I will be ready to do X, Y, Z. But with most goals, we have to internally think as if we've already achieved them in order to then externally achieve them. So internally, our world needs to be rearranged first in order to see it in the outer world. The easiest way to get a promotion is to imagine you already have the promotion, for example, and then showing up that way. And I don't mean being cocky. I don't mean to overstep um, boundaries or step on other people's toes. But in your mind, if you think I've already promoted, how would I think about my job? How would I show up? What would I stand for? What initiatives would I pick up? How would I communicate? How would I present myself? Who would I reach out to? All those things you can do today. Many people will not do them because they think they have to wait for the promotion. It's one way. It may work, right? Especially if you've been with a company for a while and you just keep going that way. And at some point you'll get that promotion. But you'll do yourself a big favor and it'll be easier and faster if you imagine you already have them and then act that way. 
As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. I'm going to use a different example here. If you already felt loved and secure and emotionally full and you don't wait for having a relationship in order to feel all that but you already cultivate that feeling inside it'll be a lot easier for you to find someone and have a really good relationship but we kind of have it backwards we set a goal we keep doing what we're doing trying to achieve that goal because we think once we have that goal then we will change the way we think about the world and all kinds of things. We will feel really differently and we also will start doing things really differently. When in fact, no, we have to start thinking differently now. We have to start feeling differently now. We have to start acting differently now in order to achieve that goal. So that was pillar number two. How can you set yourself up to increase your chances of success? Now, the third one is what happens when you have setbacks? And now we're a little bit into the year already. So you, you may have already set a goal, a new year's resolution, let's say, and you'll realize like, wow, I skipped a few days. I didn't quite do as I wanted to do. What then? Well, the one thing that we'd want to prevent doing that will make this whole process harder is to feel guilty, to go into that space of self-loathing of how could I, I knew you're not strong enough. You can never do it. You'll never get there. Um, it's way too hard for you to just get back and do as you always have done. And it's the, bit, the goal was too big or too hard and we give up. We would never say that to a friend. Imagine a friend came to you and said, oh, I really wanted to start training for a marathon. I was thinking I'm going to run a marathon at the end of the year. And I started great first week. And in the second week, I only did two out of the three sessions I wanted to do. And then the third week, I only did one. And I just, maybe I really will never do a marathon. I just can't do it. I'm just not cut out to do a marathon. As a friend, we wouldn't say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. Can't believe you already give up three weeks in. You're definitely not cut out to do a marathon. No, we would say, oh my gosh, let's figure out how to make this easier for you. Like you still have all year. You've just learned a few things and three weeks have passed. You got a whole year to go. Let's get back on it. Talk the same way to yourself as you would to a friend. Okay, you fell off the wagon. Let's get back on. And while we do, 
let's take a moment to say, what got in the way? Maybe did I make unrealistic plans? Maybe I thought after a 10 hour workday and a two hour commute, I would go on a run. Maybe that's not realistic. Maybe I was just too ambitious, too fast. Maybe I should go a little slower and pace myself. Maybe instead of running five miles, I'm going to run two miles for the first couple of weeks or even a mile. That's it. That's success. Figure out what got in the way. What have you learned about yourself? And then keep going. And even if there are small steps in any behavioral change in this process, it's totally normal to make two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back. And it, it will happen. This, this is human. We all go through this. Don't be so hard on yourself. Have self-compassion. Not only because it will feel so much better <laughs> and you're a lot more likely to get back into it, but also because your, your brain will store memories of these experiences. So when you try something new and then it didn't quite work out like you wanted, and then you're being really hard to yourself, your brain will associate this experiment, this uh, trying to achieve a goal as something negative. It was a bad experience because you were hard on yourself. It did not feel good. And every time we do something that doesn't feel good, remember what I said in the beginning, your brain doesn't want to do that anymore. It's like, no, 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 that was painful. We're not doing painful things. We want to do pleasurable things. So next time you try, it's actually going to be even harder because your brain is storing that memory. So in order to kind of get it out of that cycle, be nice to yourself. Don't be so hard. You tried, you failed, you had a, a setback. Okay, what am I learning? I actually know more now than I knew a week ago or, or before all this. And I'm even more set up for success now because I've experimented with this and I experienced something new. And now we're going to try again. In your brain, that will be stored as like, oh, enthusiastic, energetic, good learning moment, good thing. So next time you're trying to attempt something, your brain will not associate that with pain. It will be more excited and more likely to give it a shot and to hop back on the saddle when you fall off. So this is a big topic we could go on for a long time, but I wanted to talk about these key points here on the podcast. And I hope that if whatever goal you're trying to achieve or behaviors you're trying to change for your own personal or professional growth, that these suggestions and insights are helpful at the end of the day, though, you have to implement the things that we're talked about for yourself to make something out of it. So I hope that at least one thing that I shared today resonated enough with you that you say, I have something meaningful that I'm working on, something important that I'm trying to achieve. And here's this one thing that I'm going to try out to set myself up for a higher probability of success. If you're interested to learn a little bit more about this, then check out my LinkedIn course on behavioral change, which I will drop in the show notes. And if you have something really specific and important that you're working on, coaching could be a great tool to help you achieve this. When you work with a coach, not only will you develop a great deal of self-awareness of what is actually going on and what is driving your habits, your behaviors, but also have that support system along the way to get you back into the right course of action and then see how the emotional stamina, the skills that you develop, the insights that you learn, how you can apply them in many different areas of your professional life or even personal life as well. And with that, I will 
finish up this episode. I'll see you again in a week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have a friend or a colleague or someone else that you care about who is on a mission or wants to achieve something, please share this along so they can benefit from this as well. Thank you and see you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident Incompetent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com slash book, and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com slash masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.